Welcome to the Roots of Success podcast. We've raised the bar. Tap into the source of your success through real stories from real people. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to level up and get to the root of your success. And now your host, Nate the Great Peter. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Roots of Success podcast. I am your host, Nate the Great. And today we have the lovely, okay, and the one and only Lily Jang. How are you? I should do that. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We've been talking about this podcast for so long, and finally we're doing it. Right? Yeah. I feel finally. like it's. I feel like it's been years since you we were talking about it. Since you were wee tall. But I'm glad we're able to do this, and yeah. most importantly, that you could carve some time out of your schedule. I know you're extremely busy, crushing the real estate life and the game or something in Houston. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it has been such a hustle, especially during. 2020, everything kind of screeched to a halt. Yeah. Real estate took off. Wow. So I had a record year despite the pandemic and, and, and everything else that happened in my personal life. But yeah, it's, it's, it was a really record crushing year. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people have kind of, mm-hmm. they've done well more so than what others are thinking. Yeah. You know, cause I, I feel as if a lot of people thought that people just kind of crashed completely. But for the, the ones that I know, I mean, they've done extremely well, you know, so, that's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. So, um, 2021, are you ready? Mm, I'm stoked. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. But Lily, kind of walk us through a little bit more about who you are, yeah. right? Every single interview that I do, I like to basically go from not A to Z, but just a summary of who the person is. Um, of course, educate the audience about what it is that you do, mm-hmm. right? You're in the real estate world. Yeah. And then kind of walk us through how you started and what got you involved. Okay, yeah. I was excited when Nate moved to Houston because <laughs> Houston is my hometown. And I was a news anchor for 21 years. It took me around the country. It was Amarillo, Birmingham, Seattle for 12 years. And I finally came back to Houston in 2012. Um, and I decided to come back to Houston because my dad was sick at the time and he had Parkinson's. So dropped everything, came home, and had a dream job at a local TV station here, and was there for seven years. That is all I ever knew up to that point, was being a news anchor, being a journalist, being a voice for the underserved, underprivileged Asian Americans. And then one day, out of the blue in 2017, new management came in, cleaned house. I was a casualty. Wow. And... Not only was it a shock, because I had no idea it was coming, yeah, you kind of know in the back of your head when you get into this industry that that can happen, but it happened, and I was devastated. I was devastated. I cried for a long time. It was just was, the shock of it was, wow, you're finally in your hometown. I can't move anywhere else to another part of the country to take an anchor job because my mm, parents are here. That's true. So I had to f-ing figure it out. Yeah. And so through the hardest times and through the hardest adversity was my biggest growth. Yeah, and I decided, you know what? I've bought homes and sold homes. I know how much I paid that realtor of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, shit. Really? I, I always wanted to do that, so I did. And I think that the secret with me going into that was I already had a sphere. I already had a following. I had um, people who already trusted me because this is my hometown. I knew a lot of people. But it was also my mindset. Because if you go into something, no matter what it is, whatever career it is, and you mm-hmm. think to yourself, there is no chance for failure. Yeah. You have to fucking crush this, then you will. 
And so it's been four years, and now I'm a real estate agent here in Houston with a potty mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. And um, it's been really a wonderful, the most blessed thing that, that has ever happened to me. Because the, I always said I had such a big setback. I was so... It was so hard for me to get over the fact that I just, my, my whole dream life of being a journalist was over. I had to figure it out. Scene two, right? Yeah. And so my, I knew I wanted my comeback to be stronger than my setback. And here I am. That's deep. We're going to quote that too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's insane because it happened just like that. It really did. You know, like you didn't have any plan for it happening. It just happened. Yeah, it happened. And one day, I mean, I really was blindsided. I was talking to my my co-anchor, Ron, and we were yeah. we were just laughing about something and they called me up to the office upstairs. I was like, oh crap. That doesn't happen ever. So I knew something was up. And they just point blank said, We're gonna let you go at the end of your contract. We'll give you a going review, but we are changing direction of every single newscast. So my co-anchor went to the weekend mornings. I was let go at the end of my contract. And yeah, I had to figure it out. And so I reinvented myself, picked myself back up. You can't feel sorry for yourself. Right. You fucking figure it out. Mm. That's it. That's true. There's no chance for failure. I support myself. I support my parents. I had to do what I had to do. And um, I hustled 100-hour weeks. I would cry at the end of my first few months in real estate because I was so tired. Mm. Exhausted. Yeah. Holy. You know, it's, yeah, it's I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot your voice, mm -hmm. right? You have one stellar voice. Um, Thank you. Do you think that, I mean, you're of course born with your voice, but how has that served you in making progress, whether that's within the news world or just within real estate? Um, because I mean, you're, you're aware you got a great voice. A voice you know? like the quality of my voice or metaphorically like the voice, what are you talking about? I'd say the quality. My boy, have you heard me cackle when I oh, laugh? It's so annoying. No, um, no, thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course. I find myself annoying when I hear myself in repeat. I mean, I can, oh, in rewind. Yeah, I beg to differ on that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so how do you think it's propelled me? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's really interesting is that I was just at a restaurant two nights ago, Savoir, with my girlfriend, Christine. Okay. And everybody has a mask on and we don't. See, I, I didn't know it was my friend. He was like, I recognize that voice. Right. When you walk in, I recognize your voice. I didn't have to see you. Yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. That annoying? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because I get that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. I do. Like, it's always about the voice. And I feel like... It's true with me because I'll be on my Insta stories oh, and cool. sometimes it'll just scroll. <laughs> and then it goes to people's, you know, Insta stories. I'm like, that's Nate's voice. <laughs> Oh, he's in Frisco. Oh, my God. He's in Nashville. Right? Oh, he's in Miami. He's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, maybe Antarctica next. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Will they let us in? Because I'll go. Oh, gosh. For real. I can't wait till the borders open up. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's powerful, though, because I feel like some people, they just don't have... Everybody has a voice, but in terms of, of a voice that's just recognizable and ones Thank that's you. booming, Thank I you. think that's very... Um, it distinguishes you to who you are, but then you can just progress in not just real estate and not just within the news, but it serves as a huge and greater purpose overall, I feel. Thank you. you know? I think that if you have conviction mm -hmm. in your beliefs and your whatever it is that you're saying, mm -hmm. 
That's whatever true. message you have, it will be reflected in the voice and intonation and, and, and inflection. Yes. So if you have strong beliefs, it'll just come out the way. I mean, I think that I sound very boisterous. Yeah, absolutely. But it's because what I say, I believe, truly mm. believe. Yeah. So um, to wrap up what I was saying with um, just changing into real estate, it was yeah. such a scary time. I mean, I went from, I think any job is like this. If you go from having a paycheck every two weeks, Oh my goodness, yeah. right? To a 100% commission job. Right. And and in real estate, you don't expect to have a salary or no, not salary. You don't expect to have a paycheck for 6 to 9 months. Mm. I just didn't know. It's I a just big risk. Yeah, it is a big risk and it was and, and it was the richest reward. Mm. The biggest risk, the richest reward. And and I I crushed it my first year, I sold 8 million in real really? estate. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah. 8 million in your first year? Mhm. Is that common? Mm-mm. So what made that common. what made that common for you your first year? I just knew that I manifested it. I mean, okay, so I could get woo woo. Okay, sorry, I can get very woo woo. Hey, flow, yeah. Yeah, when I be- truly believe in something, mm-hmm. I pray about it. Not just pray, but I I really I meditate and I set those intentions out there into the universe. But then I follow up with I'm knocking on doors. I am doing everything that was not inside the box. Right? Yeah. With builders, with clients, I would do things differently. I started shooting videos the way I knew how to do them on TV because I already had a TV presence. And so now everybody's doing them. Not that I invented it, but <laughs> right. it's more common now. Um, and so what I did was that first year in real estate, I was like, this is not good enough. I'm not just going to do real estate. I have TV connections. So I went to a different station in Houston, which is um, KPRC Channel 2. Okay. Yeah. And I said, hey, Jerry, Jerry Martin's a general manager. And I said, I'm going to give you something. I produced this whole segment, shot the whole thing. I, I didn't have to um, sell him the vision mm. because I already shot the whole thing and I delivered it to him. Watch this. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do for you every Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And so I did open houses and I went to every single open house that I was going to shoot beforehand. I would do a HGTV video in each of the homes showcasing the homes. So every Saturday and Sunday, you already have the videos mm. and you watch it. And I had realtors pay for the time slots. So it was a money. Um, I mean, they were making money from it. I was getting leads off of it. So that's what I'm talking about, thinking outside the box. Yeah. And so I gave a lot of my clients TV airtime that no other realtor could have done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And so it was like a full-time job that first year. And I was doing real estate, learning contracts and legal legalese. And it was a lot. Mm. Like I said, like every week I would cry. I was so tired. I would just sit. I would just come home every Sunday because seven days a week. Yeah. Work. I, would, I would just sit every Sunday. I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I'm just going to give me an hour to cry and let me just, just be. I just needed to let it all out. Yeah, but that was me for like the whole first year. Yeah, and, and it you, was a hustle. You utilized what it is that you've already kind of built up. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool with you doing those videos. I mean, you crush the videos. Seeing each video that you do, you have like your own little swagger, your own style to it. Thanks. And I think that's what attracts not just potential you know, clients, but other realtors to follow you and your journey, right? Personally, myself, I, I mean, I've shown your pages to Thank probably you. tons of realtors. And they've followed you and they're like, holy smokes, I love what Lily does. Oh, like, you. I want to start doing that. And I'm like, dude, just 
follow her. She's a great example. Call me. I'll help you. <laughs> so the, it was so interesting because the first year I was in real estate and I did that and I was on TV, yeah. um, I had other friends who were news anchors wow. leaving the industry because a lot of people have a shelf life. They're like, I'm done with this shit. And Detroit, San Diego, Dallas, Austin. Mm. I had friends or, or even strangers call me and say, Lily, I Googled realtor, anchor term real. You came up and your videos came up. What? How did you do that? I'm like, you know what? I will help you. Don't reinvent the wheel. Here's the script of how I do it. Here's what you need to do. Sell this to a news station. Like you already, if you already a news anchor on a TV station, you know your contacts. Mm. And so I said, utilize that. And I would just help them. I don't care that I did it. They're not a threat to me. There's enough for everybody. I always think that. Let me help you. Yeah. And and I just believe in the karma of that. That's huge. Because, you know, people, they're like, oh, well, why should I help my competition? They're not competition. I don't, ha I don't feel like I have competition. Yeah. Here's the thing. Whoever you are, you have your own unique set, skill, sets, mm. skill sets. Whatever that is, you can parlay that into a new career. You do. You have unique skill sets known to you, right? Yeah. Use that. And I think a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of what we do is all relationship based, right? Absolutely. I think it's a hundred percent, not yeah. just a lot. If you are authentic, you truly are an authentic person, sincere, down to earth. Um, that sells itself. That right there is almost everything. Yeah. Cause people can see when you're kind of artificial. Don't sell me anything. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in a sales position like I am and you're trying to sell me something, I, being in sales, I don't even like that. Stop. Like, if you're cold calling me, stop cold calling people. No one fucking wants that. Right. That I hang up on people. Yeah. Like, show the value first. Give me something first before I want to just yeah. get on a call and hear about some product or service. No. You know? No. I don't like, if you that. got testimonials, great. Yeah. Right? Let your portfolio showcase itself. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. How has social media for Lily been absolute, like a game changer within your world of real estate? I will say this. In this day and age, if you don't have a social media presence, you're five years behind. Mm. Because if someone says, hey, do you know this person? Do you know so-and-so? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to Google you or find you on social media. And what you look like on your social media pages is, is your reputation. And so um, clean it up. Make it look good. This guy will help. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, this guy will help you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Your social media presence is everything. Yeah. Um, you know, for your brand, if you have a voice, whether you're speaking about motivational tips, mm -hmm. um, real estate, plumbing, right? Construction. Anything. If you're a cook, holy smokes. Anything. <laughs> Literally. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. You have value to bring and you can showcase that. Let people hear your voice. Yes. Establish that trust because that builds rapport. I can't yes. tell you how many calls that I've been on, and I'm sure you've been on, where people are like, Lily, Nate, I feel like I've known you for years. Just because we're talking and because I've seen your videos, that's a huge game changer completely. And I feel as if like people, they, they want that, mm -hmm. especially in the real estate industry. Yeah. Because it's saturated. There's it's tons saturated. of realtors it's that are out there. saturated. And I sometimes feel as if they try to reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. to try to find like the next big thing, but it's already in front of you, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. you just have to utilize. I mean, I, I do believe, and I've said this so many times that social media is a necessary evil. Mm -hmm. And I say evil because yeah. 
We are in the game of continuing to do this all the time, all day long, because we need a dopamine hit. Oh my God, how many likes did I get? Oh my God, I felt like so Oh my God, I didn't get enough hits. Yeah. Right? It's true. That is what social media has done, has done to us. But it's a necessary evil because we have to have it. There's no way around it. Mm. If you don't have social media, you how do you th- how do you even have a business? <laughs> yeah. Every single person, every single business, everything, no matter how visual or non-visual your industry is, you need a social media page. That's Instagram. I mean, SEO. We talked about that. Yeah. I feel like I need that too. What is it? Google. Google something. Google, uh, Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. All that. Right. It's like whenever somebody searches realtor near me and then people that show up in the Google Maps, people are always going to go with this first couple to few. I don't want people to know where I live though. <laughs> is that what they're going to do? Mean, put a business address. That's the Yeah. That, okay. There's that. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, we don't need stalkers at your house or no, anything like that. No, we do that, not need stalkers. Know? We will not put up with them. Um, but that's a great that's a great place too to yeah. up your presence. It is. Mm-hmm. And social media is your business card, literally. Who carries business cards anymore? I was just saying that yesterday to somebody. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, they gave me a business card. And I was like, I don't have any to return. Yeah. Sorry. Literally. People ask that all the time. Like, Nate, just what's your business card? Just social media. Nate, yeah. great. Lily Jane, you know? Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Who has been... Nate the Great. Isn't that the greatest? <laughs> I don't remember how I met you. Social media. I know that, but like how, I don't remember how I met you. But we clicked right away. Yeah, I, th- I think I DM'd you and then I forget the exact moment when we met. But I'm, years, years, right? Yeah, we did calls and then I think we came to Houston and then eventually you're like, hey, just, that's right. Yeah, we came over, we came over to an open house um, that you had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Spring Ranch. It's Spring, Spring Ranch. Ranch. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that. like you're so yeah. nice. That's my friends. Right. Maybe it was the voices. I don't it's know. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Lily. Who has been, and it can be more than one. Who's been a huge inspiration, oh. or what people would call a mentor in oh, your life? God. I hate when people ask me that. Really? Because I ask people that all the time. Who was oh, your inspiration? Okay. Like, where did you get this? this inspo and this drive, what is your driving force? And I always ask people that. Okay. So when I first started real estate and I, I, I try to be somebody that I didn't have, mm-hmm. I try to be somebody for others. So my first year in real estate, I didn't have a mentor. I just, I just flew like the wind and I made so many mistakes. That's huge. I made so many costly financial mistakes and costly, um, relationship mistakes with my clients. Right. Okay. Um, I fucked shit up, but in hindsight, I feel like if I could have done it differently, I would have started with Keller Williams Memorial because they gave, they give you the tools as a new agent to do everything you need to do. I just stumbled and I fell and I faltered. And the only thing that I feel like pulled me through that first year, first six months was my conscience, Mm. my integrity. Because I had deals where I said, oh, God, I just really messed this up. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, my sellers of this house in spring, they were going to take the ring doorbell, their thermostat, their um, speakers. But all those are fixtures. Wow. And so it goes to the new owner, right? I didn't exclude them on accident. And so closing day, I was like, you guys are taking those with you? You can't take those with you. Right. But it was my lack of communication that caused mm-hmm. that. So really speakers, a, a nest, and then the ring doorbell. All of that, I priced it out, and um, it was twelve hundred dollars. I was like commission check. I was like, here you go to the new owners. Yeah. 
And the new owners were, um, he was a, a war vet, American mm-hmm. war vet. I, I didn't know that at the time, but I was like, I got to do the right thing. I, I need to write him a check because he mm-hmm. thought it was going to be included. Yeah. The advice I got from this mentor of mine was like, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to pay $1,200. I said, that's not right. I messed up here and I need to do the right thing. It's your, at the end of the day, it's your reputation. It's your integrity. It's what you do when people aren't looking. I, when I delivered him a check, he came out in his uniform and I was like, oh my God, I started crying. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I messed it up. Here's $1,200 and, and I'm, thank you. And he said, no, thank you. Cause you did the right thing. It's just doing the right thing. And I think that that kind of stuff right there is the only reason why I got through the first year. I just listened to my intuition. Uh, And then um, when I left uh, this other place I was at and then I went to Keller Williams, I had a mentor. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't have one for the first six months. And thank God for my, who I am and what, how I do things. Right. My inspiration. (laughs) I love listening to, um, okay, now of course, it's blank, I'm blanking. I'd have to look it up. Good, uh, yeah. um, I love listening to self-help because yes. I love when people have been hit rock bottom Right. because that is your best teacher and you see the light. You do. You do see the light when you hit rock bottom. And during that time in 2017 when I was ripped of my dream job, I say that so dramatically, it was ripped <laughs> away from me. It was stolen. Um I, I feel like that was like the beginning of my spiritual growth. I became a lot more self-aware. I became a lot more, um, into, in tune with other people. Yeah. And, um, my professional growth, I mean, just skyrocketed, but that was the worst thing at that point that ever happened to me because I never thought I worked so hard my whole life, 21 years in television news. And all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm told I'm not good enough anymore. Right. That's huge. It's so personal, even though it wasn't personal. You know? Yeah. Man. How big is meditation for mm. living? Can you see that little corner right there? Mm-hmm. So I have a Buddha statue. <laughs> I have the ding. The, like, I believe in energy. Yeah. I believe in crystals, the energy and the power of crystals. I meditate Absolutely. every single day. And... I go to Bali. I can. I can't really meditate the way I did in Bali. It was like twenty minutes of just sitting there, and oh just my. you just see purple. Really, you see purple. Holy smokes! It's very woo woo, but um, here in Houston, when I have so many things going on in the back of my mind, I know my phone's going off. I mean, maybe three or four minutes. I sit with a candle with my crystals in front of me, and I'm just accepting the energy of the universe. Mm. And I start my day like that every day. I try to because. If you are grateful and you have that grateful mindset every day, I guarantee you that will change the rest of the, the course of your day. Um, I used to just like wake up and think about five things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I had parents who are so loving. I'm grateful for so many things, right? Yeah. But then I just meditate. Just close your eyes and focus on the good. Just close your eyes and let and t- turn off your phone. Just be still and be in silence and just sit there. If, if it's 30 seconds, if it's a minute, just start like that. And then sometimes just three minutes a day. Three minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. To no, start, I don't think I have the know? capacity for that. Stillness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a master. Do right? you meditate? From time to time. Do you? Yeah. Not every day. I, I got to get into it more. Yeah. Um, 
I do pray every single day, though, because yeah. I, I know the importance of that. Yes. You know? Um, I used to have this thing. It, it's called Muse, and it's a meditation headband. You literally put it straps right behind your ears, and it measures your brain waves. What? Yeah, there's an app for it, too. I think it's like two or 300 bucks for the headband, but... It's cool because it literally measures the exact meditation. It doesn't like say your thoughts or anything, but right. it just measures the waves. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because then it plays. You got to wear um, headphones for it, and then it plays that that muse. Like just going I love muse. it. It's really cool. Um, I, I guess you can say it's like a biohacking device. Mm. It's really nice to just kind of get into that state. But I, I used to do it a lot. I do need to get into it. I'm telling you, I mean, we all vibe higher. It's all about vibrational energy. And we all have, everybody has a certain vibrational energy. And when you're around people who are so positive and who vibe high, I mean, you hear that, right? Vibe high. Right. You you naturally vibe with them. You do. I don't want to hang around negative people. They just kill your soul. Yeah. Kill my spirit. I'm just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And um, I've learned to have boundaries where I don't have that and accept that anymore. It's just self-respect, right? right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, you might have a friend, like I'll use this as, as an example for myself. I have friends that I went to high school with. Don't get me wrong. I cut like 99% of them off, but I got like two friends that I stay in touch with. Why did you cut, why did you cut 99% off? Frequency. They didn't get it, literally. They didn't get it. They they wondered why I read the certain books that I read. I I mean, I was 14, 15, literally reading books about success and where I'm from in Pennsylvania. It's like, what? read a book about college, (laughs) you know? Read something about going to school. And I'm like, no, I don't want to commit. I don't want to do anything like that. But they judged you for it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Even teachers. Even teachers? Oh, that's terrible. They just, they didn't get it. I mean, I would watch motivational videos and they're just like, hey, what are you doing? Do do work. I'm like, this is my work. I'm, I'm recording videos, you know? You're ahead of your time. You haven't, yeah. okay, so I call, I call people like you older souls. You're an older soul. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. You got it at such an early age, and I was never an old soul. I think I'm a medium soul. I'm not a baby soul, but I was never an old soul. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how somebody establishes being an old soul. Um, I think, okay, here's here's an example. My being let go at the TV station was an awakening. Okay. So it, sometimes you're never awakened and you sleepwalk through life. Maybe yeah. you're never awakened. But that was my awakening. That was my reckoning. That was the beginning of me just being a lot more intentional, intentional with how I live my life. It just, it was my awakening in this life of mine. Yeah. yeah. I believe in many lives, so... Likewise. And I, I feel as if you have to have that awakening. It, listen, if you want to do great... But not everybody has it. Not, not everybody has it in this life. True. I don't know what makes some people not have it or some people do. I don't know. How, I, I don't know the answers to that, but not everybody has it. Hmm. I know a lot That's of... Um, and it's culture. A lot of it's culture. I know people in the Asian culture who are elderly and they just... They have zero self-awareness. Not just Asian culture. I'm just saying, you know, the Asian culture is very stoic. Yeah. And you don't talk about your feelings as much and you don't talk about um, um, uh, growth or you don't see a therapist. Uh, You know, it's just a different culture. Mm -hmm. I feel as if people that take a lot of risks, they're more prone to have those awakenings. But are you awakened and then you take a risk? Mm. Do you take risks because you're awakened? 
Yeah, that's that's true. Because a baby, I, I would say, I would say this: anything outside of love is fear, right? Yeah. People generally live in fear. It's fearful to take Spot risks. On. Yeah. It's scary. Because the unknown is like, what if I fail? And not everybody has the ambition and the um, confidence to say, I won't. I won't fail. But, but then there's that question, how do these people have such ambition and a desire to, to do great things? It's a soul you're born with. Mm. Really? I do. I feel that way. It's a soul that you're born with. Not everybody is born ambitious. True. Not everybody's born with a certain personality types that make that drive them to be an Elon Musk. That's exactly. I was just thinking about him. That's right. Funny. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He lives like three hours from here. <laughs> yeah, literally. Everybody's fleeing California, moving to Texas. Texas, yeah. Elon Musk. Okay, what was I here? Okay, he's at this hotel all the time that my friend stays at. Mm. Hotel something Perry something, and um, he's just chilling in Austin. <laughs> you know, the world's richest man. The world's richest man now. Yeah. I mean, surpassed Bill Gates. That's he surpassed somebody else too. He surpassed um, uh, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. Yeah. It was Bezos. That's pretty powerful to pass Bezos. <laughs> How do you surpass Bezos? <laughs> I mean, the the king of Amazon. The king. You know? Yeah. And Elon with his story. Holy smokes! If you haven't read his biography, I haven't. Check it out. What? What? Tell, give give, give me a nugget huge. about his biography. A nugget. Just the fact that he comes. From South Africa. Okay. I love South Africa. Such the fact big... that he comes from South Africa and all the odds were against him. How were the odds against him? I mean, just the way he grew up. Okay. I mean, was he, he, did he grow up in poverty? Africa. Yeah. But South Africa is not, isn't poverty though. Like, Cape Town is nice, but I didn't know his, I don't know his story. I'll read it. Yeah. Definitely. I'll listen to it. I mean, I got the book at home. I'll give it to you. To, yeah. yeah. Literally. But just his story alone is incredible. And I mean, he wasn't always the most confident individual mm -hmm. he, he was timid and i find that's a common pattern with people like him gates jobs all the extremely well-known um i mean a lot of them are involved in tech mm -hmm. right and it's like they have that geekiness that nerdiness the to brilliance them. yeah and and to what you're saying you don't have to be the most outgoing no, I don't think that's a quality of somebody who's going to be a gajillionaire. Yes. Right? I don't think it is. But they honed in on what they were good at, and that was... Their what? gift yeah. to the world. Their brilliance was a gift. Whatever their gift was, was their knowledge. They honed in on it, they fed it, and they gave it to the world. Uh, but I do feel like they had a calling. They, people are born into this world with a calling. I agree. Yeah. And that was their calling. It was like they, they are little angels... And, and walking the earth. Yeah. Like, I think that another one is like Justin Bieber. Whether you like his music or I don't really like his music. Perfect example. Right? Yeah. Because he came from a broken home, right? Yeah. His mom was, she was very public and had a public story, wrote a book about being raped, being a single mom, overcoming the odds, and raised this son who is, you can love him or hate him, but the guy's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's like Kanye West. I don't like him, but he's brilliant. Right. You can say the same thing about our leaders. You can say whatever. Any, you know, all, any and all. Everybody has a story, and there's a reason for their calling. Mm -hmm. And they were born with that, I think. Yeah. And you can't ignore the talent. 
You can't ignore the talent. They're so beyond talented. I mean, but don't you agree with me with Justin Bieber? Oh. And I only know his story, like, I think I saw it on Oprah many years ago, but he sticks out to me. He does. Mm -hmm. He has a heck of a story. I mean, that's somebody that I, he's one of my favorite artists. And then, I mean, just with Justin Bieber, with him emerging into who he is today, he's the most spiritual. And, I mean, he talks about God all the time. And mm-hmm. it's so great because I feel as if this generation needs that more than anything. I feel as if we're walking, it's 2021, we're in the 2020s. I feel like now more than ever, people are really getting involved with spirituality. People are meditating more. I don't think that's true as a country. I think we're more broken than ever. And I think this yeah. country has lost its soul. And we need to do a lot of soul searching as a country. Mm. That's what I feel. I don't think yeah. that people are very spiritual anymore. You don't think? Not if you're looking at the world in the perspective of the first few days of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's hard to overlook. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Just with what happened. And yeah, that's that's insane. It's It's a shame. You know, with all the years that has been built and I mean, not not to talk too much politics or anything. but well, see, I can talk about politics all day, but <laughs> we will not get into that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's just um, what we're talking about, talking Bieber and uh, yeah, spirituality. I, I hope that that's true. I, I hope that that's true that more people are finding spirituality. Yeah, I think it is. No I matter mean, what it means, I feel like there are many paths to the same place. Right. Whether you're Buddhist like I am, whether you're Christian, Catholic, whatever, whatever you are, Muslim, all all different religions, same, different paths, same place. Absolutely. I agree on that. Totally. As long as you have that in mind, and I feel faith is extremely crucial yeah. with all walks of life and with everything that you do, mm-hmm. especially being an entrepreneur. Because sometimes, I mean, that, that's all you got. You know, at the end of the day, you just have yourself and faith and, and the man above, you know? And the man above. Literally. Or the woman above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, faith. That's so and huge. And you know what? Like, I'm thinking about, it's hard to have faith anymore. It is hard. It is hard because uh, it's just hard for a lot of reasons because so many adults have lost it. How do they teach their kids that? It's tough. And then if I just see it too much. If their kids don't get taught that, where do they learn from? That's right. And who do they go to? Right. That's the main thing. And I, I, I guess for me personally, I realized that very young. And you grew up with that in your household. Um, like the faith. A, a little bit. Okay. I mean, we went to church a decent amount, but I didn't necessarily. I wasn't involved in it and immersed by it like twenty four seven. What got you into it? Ever since I got into business, you know, because I, I, I've went through those tough times and I'm like, gosh, who do I rely on? Who do I go to? But it sounds like you were always kind of, you were always curious as a human being. You've always had a natural propensity for critical thinking. Even yes. as it, when you said 14 years old, you're reading books that others didn't even, adults didn't even understand you. Right. So you always had that inclination. I've always been curious. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's something I've realized, too, is, is my curiosity. And I feel as if to be curious, it's not necessarily like a, a negative thing. No, it's never I mean, a negative thing. I feel as if sometimes people are like, why are you being so curious? Like, this is my info. Right? Okay, you know Depending what? Depending on the 
Go ahead. No, sorry, interrupt. Go ahead. Depending yeah. depending on the the sense of the curiosity, I guess. Like if somebody's being curious, or I think being curious and being nosy is a completely different thing. Two different things. Right, because if you're being nosy, you're trying to pry into people's info. But if you're curious, you're just you're asking about. Hey, tell me about this particular subject. Yeah, because you want to learn and understand and discover and experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you always had that. And um, people who aren't like that are probably threatened by you. You think so? Well, probably. They probably don't understand where you're coming from because they don't understand it. Yeah, that's true. But people who are naturally curious and have this hunger that you do will always be successful. It's like you have that little mini Elon Musk-nisk about you. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I always want to, every single day I wake up, I'm like, man, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sure you do too. You wake up, you're probably thinking, man, what can I do better for my, myself personally, but most importantly, my clients? Yeah. How can I improve their lives? I wake up and ask myself what I'm having for breakfast. And I was starving. <laughs> no. But yeah, you're right. Every day I think, okay, what do I need to do about this listing? What do I need to do about that? Something's got to change. And I over obsess and I know that. I mean, that's like a, that's a negative aspect of my type A personality mm-hmm. is that sometimes I over obsess about it and I, it, it just over consumes me when I shouldn't. Yeah. But do you feel that way too? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I can overthink. I, yeah, I overthink a lot. I don't really, I don't want to say it's not the fact that I don't like going out. It's the fact that I just, I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy going to like just, you know, if, if a buddy invites, hey, Nate, let's go get drinks at nine o'clock or something. Do you drink? Not really. Okay. I mean, casually, yeah, if yeah. it's a business setting. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't enjoy it. Um, the thing that I do enjoy is if we're talking about bettering each other, whether it's in a business sense or in just a personal sense, like if somebody's going through it, I love listening to yeah. what they're going through and helping them. Yeah. And, and you don't have to love going out and having drinks at night because it's not feeding your growth. Exactly. And you have a healthy boundary about it, which is great because he came into my head. This is my house, by the way. And, and you Beautiful see home, oh. I'll tell you. Oh, thanks. And so I offered him a drink. He was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Nate doesn't drink. I mean, hey, I, I do got a water. The Fiji water. <laughs> but, um... But I love that you know what you want and you don't succumb to what others think they need from you. Because it's very, in this society, not drinking is like, people just drink because it's social oh, or feel yeah. like they need to, even if they don't want to. So the fact that you're able to say, no, I'm good, is cool, really cool. That's hard for people to do. It's harder for people who drink to accept you who doesn't drink. Wow, that's a great perspective. Because people who drink want a drinking buddy, so when you don't drink, it makes them feel uncomfortable about their decision. Hmm. It's never, it's, people's decisions are never a reflection of you. It's, right? It's them. Yeah. They take nothing personally. It's like the four agreements. Oh. The best book ever. Gosh, who's the author? Doc? Miguel. Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz, yeah. That's a great book. Be impeccable with your word. Yes. Never take anything personally. I'm gonna find it. We'll keep talking. I gotta we'll reread it. that. It's it's been it's probably been like a couple of years since I since I read that, but it's a yeah. Great book. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, you're good. 
what the hell are the four agreements here? Okay, so agreement number one, be impeccable with your word. Agreement number two, don't take anything personally because nothing is about you. People's decisions are a reflection of you never. Right? Number three, don't make assumptions. Number four, always do your best. And your best can change every single second of every day. It's true. I think that if we just live by that, boy, it would be so simple. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. Right. Everything else is complicated. It doesn't have to be an equation, right? It doesn't have to be the quadratic equation <laughs> or the Pythagorean theorem. Seriously. And real. I, I failed geometry. <laughs> you, you failed seventh grade geometry. I swear, I'm not even kidding. I mean, I think I took geometry and like, for me, it was like ninth grade. So it was, it was even more of a blow because I'm like, gosh, I'm in ninth grade and I failed it. You know? But then the next year I had to retake it and I passed and I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Lily, I want to be respectful of your time. This is fun. This is fun that you're recording a podcast. <laughs> like we're totally having fun. Right. I mean, there was a minute I'm like, holy smokes, is this still recording? Like I just, it doesn't How long has it been? Like it. Um. Almost 42 minutes. Yeah. Wow. But see, if you meet Nate in person, <laughs> Nate is this easy to to talk to. It's like you're Sweet. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. I forgot we're really doing this. Right. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So, Lily, before we, you know, call it here, and I'm sure we'll do a part two eventually, you know, sometime, where can, where can everybody find you um, on social media, online, um, to check you out, to follow you? And I'll attach everything in the description below as oh, well yeah. for them. To- you know, I've said this too many times, like Facebook algorithms. I don't use Facebook as very much ever. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, so I'm on Facebook with a business page. I'm on Facebook personally as well. Um, the Lily Jang on Instagram. That sounds conceited as hell. But <laughs> when I was signed, when I signed up for Instagram like 10 years ago, somebody was Lily Jang. I was like, I don't know. Let me just do this to save it. And I didn't know you couldn't change it. Yeah. I can't change the Lily Jang. Now I just sound conceited. <laughs> Um, so the Lily Jank, and then I'm on Twitter, but Twitter I don't use very much. You can just find me very easily. I'm very accessible. Oh yes. She's got that blue check, the verification and everything. I've been verified. (laughs) But Lily, again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Everything again that you've done up to this point, it's incredible. Thank you. And I think there is some humility somebody has to have in order to you know, accept where they are at this point. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, your willingness to help other people. Mm-hmm. You have such a big heart and that goes a huge, huge long ways. Seriously. So Thank I just you. want to let you know I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Roots of Success podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that, as well as a like and a subscribe. Stay connected between shows by following me on Instagram at NateTheGreat. And remember, guys, success starts here. Keep winning. Nate the Great signing off.